guest is Bob Johnson, co-founder of the wildly popular Scratch Bakery in South Portland, Maine, and retired co-founder of the Magic Hat Brewing Company in Burlington, Vermont. I spoke to Bob Johnson by phone on March 31st, 2020. Welcome, Bob Johnson. Good morning, Cynthia. Well, last fall, the news was that you were closing the relatively new and very popular Toast Bar on Broadway in South Portland until this spring because of a labor shortage. Two weeks ago, the news was that you were forced to lay off 30 people or so uh, because of the coronavirus. So, Bob, how do you plan to stay alive in the business of baking during the pandemic, and how are you all doing? Yeah, that's quite a juxtaposition. We were pretty much gearing up to get the toast bar going again this spring. People were really excited, and and we had a lot of you know potential staff lined up, um, and a lot of our, our college staff uh, who wanted to come back. You know, when we when we lost sort of our our core college staff, and we had a few other people just sort of flake last fall, um, we just kind of got clear that, you know, let's not bang our heads against the wall. Let's focus on the core business. If the toast bar wants to be more seasonal, maybe that's what the business is telling us. Um, you know, the late, you know, labor curves will hopefully change though. Portland up until now, um, pre coronavirus, you know, with all the restaurant hospitality, there's, there's still, there was still quite a, a labor shortage, but now this, and, um, you know, laying off, laying off staff was, you know, that was one of the worst days of, of, of my business life in general. You know, I'd gone through things like this before, some past businesses, but this, this was, this was a really tough one, just the way we built Scratch. And I think how, um, you know, we built a community-based business and the focus is our internal communities just as much as our, our, you know, external community, our customers and our friends. Well, but, you, um, you know, thinking about Survivor, you know, we, we had to we had to shed staff, unfortunately, because uh, we couldn't carry that payroll. We did. We have managed to carry a few managers and we did a very limited bake this weekend uh, just to test the waters. And that, you know, if we can if we can cover our overheads uh, short term uh, with a, a curbside model and, you know, even if we just break even, that would be great. Um, but it's, it's, it's a complex and I'm, I'm very, uh, you know, there's been a lot of mixed emotions on, you know, the social responsibility of flattening this curve versus I must've had 300 people this weekend thanking me close to tears that we were able to do what we did this weekend. And so I feel, I feel a community responsibility as well to, and it's not just about the bagels. It's about creating a sense of normalcy. You know, a couple of our good customers, uh, he's a friend of mine, is, he and his wife are both ER docs, and they've got a couple little ones. And, you know, for them, getting to the bakery and getting some cinnamon rolls for the kids and a bunch of bagels, they had two giant bags. <laughs> and they were like, we can't thank you enough for making this happen. Well, you are definitely a unique small business owner. I would say you offer more to your legions of loyal customers than amazing bagels and cakes and pastries. And I think you're just, you're speaking to this. You offer really friendship, community, and what feels like, I think for a lot of people, is like this invitation, you know, to the coolest party in town. 
So I guess yeah. I'm curious, Bob, what drives you to be so inclusive? And have you always been so incredibly extroverted? I, you know, I, I think you and I have talked, and I think you knew, um, you know, when I had the brewery, I, you know, I, co- I was a co-founder of Magic Hat Brewing Company, which folks may or may not know, back in 1993. And we grew that business very aggressively, very fast. And it was it was a really fun business, um, not without its not without its struggles. Um, you know, we were always always strapped for cash and um, had to be creative along the way as any any small business. But we grew it quite large and, like I said, quite successfully. I got sick with testicular cancer in uh, 97, 98, and uh, had a reoccurrence. You know, after my initial. Uh, um, diagnosis and had to basically go into chemotherapy, really aggressive chemo. And it really, it really took me out of the game. And it was almost a year to really kind of get back. And I hit the game running and, uh, you know, got back into the business full on, you know, I, and I had one of those epiphanies, you know, one of those moments that, you know, many survivors of whether it's cancer or something else, some disease that you can recover from where all of a sudden you sort of see things differently. And I was very clear that I needed to do something smaller. I didn't want to work quite as hard as I did though. Be careful what you wish for. Um, but I was focused on wanting to help create a community based business. And, you know, between, you know, Sonia's skill set and her old friendship, her relationship with Allison, we came over here looking to do something new and different and we were all just on the same age of core values and that we just didn't want to bake good stuff. I mean, that just allows you to get in the game. You got to be good at what you do if you're going to be in the food business, but we wanted to have there be a sense of neighborhood and community first and foremost. And that is clearly what drives us. You know, I, I joke about this all the time, but the first line of my job description is to make sure we throw a party every day. I want people to come into the bakery and feel connected, um, have a place. You know, they may have a bad day. They may be having a, you know, going to a job they're not crazy about. If we can give them 10 or 15 minutes in the morning, if on the weekends we can have people come by walking their dogs, riding their bikes, whatever that is, be a center to this neighborhood and that in our neighborhood it's where it started but 16 years in you know our our neighborhood our community is those concentric circles have really expanded and it's and it's fabulous well everybody yeah everyone wants to be your friend bob and i (laughs) and i think most people probably are so at a time like this i guess i'm wondering is it a burden to be in relationship with so many people um, it's, it is not a burden in the least. Um, you know, like I, I think I alluded to a moment ago, it's, it's conflicting because of the challenges of staying healthy. You know, we read about this. I know I've been studying this. I'm trying to take responsibility for the health and safety of our staff and everyone is, is playing by the rules as we understand them today. We're working very far apart, gloves, you know, wearing masks when it's appropriate or sanitizing. Like we, I mean, we've always maintained a very, very clean, healthy, safe bakery, but we're over the top right now. So, you know, there's that issue of, you know, 
you know, are we an essential business? You know, the Whole Foods, the Hannaford's perhaps maybe more than we are, but I feel we are essential in that we create not just great bagels and muffins and scones for people, but that we have provided some level of connection in a time when we're so disconnected. Well, so I think I, there'll, there'll, there'll probably be a riot if if Scratch Bakery is not labeled an essential business. But I think you just um, really put your finger on the pulse of something I want to address, and that is this special kind of energy. Um, you know, this, this space that you create, the juju, what you just described as the party. How do you translate that, or do you think you can translate that into an online uh yeah thing is is social media gonna how how are you gonna do that that i mean that's a great question cynthia and i I don't really i can't sit here and say that i i'm really clear about that i think you know i think one of the things that has driven our success in the bakery is is not just how we cultivated our relationships but you know it's genuine you know, businesses can, you know, you can articulate a, a, a brand, um, but unless you're genuine, unless you is, you know, who has created this business or who owns the business, unless you're there, you're in it, you're participating and, and you're genuine in who you are and what you believe and what your values are, you spread that uh, through the organization. Um, you know, people, people see through that. So I think that's what people do connect with. So I think, you know, social media, you know, for better or worse, um, you know, we both can talk about the good and the bad of social media. Um, I think it is a, is a very appropriate tool right now for us to message. And I think Sonia has been doing a great job with, you know, trying to communicate with our, our community and our customers and our friends and with images as well. Um, and you know, I I I must have thanked I must have said thank you three hundred times on um, on Friday, Saturday, Sunday to every car that pulled up, and it was it was from my heart, you know. And so I'm still trying to connect. You know, I, I'm out there with my gloves and my mask on, um, and and just you know very carefully putting bags into people's car and keeping distance, but. I'm looking everybody in the eye and I'm saying, thank you so much. And I think people said it was like, it was, it was kind of, kind of weepy. I mean, I'm saying, thank yeah. you. they're saying, thank you. And I'm saying, thank you. And, and so that, if we can have that level of connection, if we can sustain this, yeah. we can stay the gratitude, we can sustain this gratitude, man. And that's what it is. You know, you know, we just, we, we all have to find a lot of gratitude right now. And, um, you know, genuinely, you know, we just got to, there's got to be a lot of love that we got to find to get through this thing. Your Facebook page, your Facebook page says, Bob, that you went to a Roman Catholic high school and now (laughs) identify as a Buddhist. So I'm curious how that happened. And I'm wondering if your religious beliefs drive some of the leadership and you've, you know, obviously you're just passionate about living your values. I am, I'm going to say absolutely. Yes. You know, I, I went to a Catholic high school, um, you know, we grew, I grew up in a very pretty conservative uh, Christian household that was congregational. And my dad, though, he was a YMCA director of the old school. And he, he ran a number of different YMCAs in, in the greater Bridgeport area of Connecticut. And he, 
know, he was old Swedish Baptist growing up, but he walked the walk. I mean, we would go to the dump in the old days. There were all these little dumps that would pop up. You know, you'd just be walking the dog and people sort of like these mini landfills. And we'd find bicycle frames and bicycle parts. And he would build bicycles. And because he had all these, like, youth programs and some of the local uh, housing projects, you know, he we would build these bikes and paint them. And we'd walk through, hey, Mr. J, Mr. J. My dad knew everybody. And so, you know, that's where I grew up. You know, I grew up in this YMCA inner city environment. And, you know, you know, my dad and I, you know, we, we had our differences as I got older, of course, and went to college. Um, but the, the core values that he gave me were there. And then, you know, when I was in college, you know, I, I went to Nepal. I was in Thailand in the Peace Corps. And I've done a lot of, uh, of Shambhala uh, meditation work and training. I've done a lot of levels. And so, you know, I, I think, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's just a mix for me, but I think, I think I try to live by, you know, values of community. And, you know, the more I see what's going on in the world, the more I think that's kind of what gets me up in the morning. The federal government's response has been a whopping $2 trillion stimulus bill, and the state has been announcing all kinds of measures and initiatives it says is going to help small businesses. I guess I'm wondering, has the government's response to this crisis been adequate from your perspective? And if not, what like would actually help you? Well, I mean, I think there's a, you know, we can talk about the messaging um, around the COVID-19 situation in general, but I want to get into that. Um, from a financial perspective, um, I'm not in panic mode yet. Um, we, you know, I, I, I have, I have very good banking relationships and I do all of our finance. So I'm, I'm close to the numbers. Um, so I was able to defer all of my term debt. Um, we don't have tons, but it's, it's not insignificant. And, um, you know, as long as we our our regular um, our regular business model was working, we were covering debt, and there was a little left at the end of the year. Um, I, can so, I just ask? Um, not yeah. Do you use uh, like local banks? Or are these national banks that you were able oh, to no, renegotiate I, that? I, I work specifically with Bangor Savings Bank. Um, they are a, a true community bank. That's my bank too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, they, <laughs> and they, you know. Uh, you know, Bob, president of the, of the bank, and all the way through through the management staff to the right down to the teller level. I mean, they are they are an old school community bank, and I can call up my banker. I can have a conversation. I send them financials on a regular basis. We're constantly in contact, and so it's not like I'm I'm going through some manager in Albany, uh, you know, three or four times a year. I have a banking relationship the way banks used to operate and they're also they're also the one of the largest if not the largest sba lender in maine so you know should we need to start to access some of these funds to cover overheads and or payroll expense um i feel like i'm in a good position to um, in fact i'm having a meeting later today to begin to understand some of this stuff the, all the banks i mean the banks and the sba everybody's got to come up to speed on this stuff i mean it could be a while you know, I talked to my banker, Wes Stevens, the other day, and just on Monday, he had 60 loan requests, and he's just one of the one of the commercial uh, relationship managers. You know, so he's getting crushed. Wow. So I'm just trying to breathe and 
get information on a daily basis. I've built a number of financial models to sort of look at what our break even is. Um, you know, we, you know, what we did this weekend, I mean, it was, to be honest with you, it was a total shit show and it blew up on us. I mean, the good news is we were able to, to, you know, pretty much sell everything we begged and, and fulfill a bunch of orders, but there was such demand. We were getting emails all week about, can you do a bag? Can we get some bagels? What can we do? Are you guys going to open? So we, we basically, uh, did a little online, uh, just via email. And we tried to do some phone orders for some extra stuff that we had. And we pissed a lot of people off cause we couldn't, there weren't, there weren't enough phone lines, you know, operators are standing by. We had two and, you know, we were using our personal lines, um, to try to, to try to take orders. So this week we were, Sonia has been working probably 15 hours a day for the last few days to get our, uh, to get an online, a true online marketplace, uh, set up. Uh, Where will we find that? Um, it will, we'll have a link to our social media. We'll certainly link to it as well as our website. So, uh, I'm hoping that it will be live tomorrow, uh, tomorrow sometime, uh, tomorrow's Wednesday. We're shooting for Wednesday tomorrow at some point wow. um, for, for this weekend. Yeah. It, we've but, been working and you know, we've, we have a, one of our uh, designers who helped us with, um, you know, our Baker's note stuff and does some of our web design with Sonia, um, is also working with us, uh, you know, basically overnight to try to get this up and running. So we really want to be able to do this more seamlessly and make it easier for people. Um, cause you know, well, we want we to bake and we want to do what we do as safely as we can. And we also need, you know, we need the money. If I can, if I can, like I said a moment, if we can cover the overheads that we have, um, you know, keep, you know, keep some of our team's salaries going, some of their health insurance, cover their health insurance, our portion of that, you know, if I can break even, I'm fine. You know, uh, breaking even is the new, you know, the new black. Right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> breaking yes. even is the new black. I think we just coined ourselves a good phrase. Well, there Bob Johnson, go. there's Cash something to neutral. look. Yeah, there's <laughs> something to look forward to. Um, and uh, thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Cynthia. I mean, it's 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 a it's a great distraction to talk and to talk about this in a you know in a, in a different way, not just what's horrible, but you know, this is some good stuff that I'm hoping we can continue to do. And I just, I can't thank, I can't thank our friends and customers enough for wanting to support us the way they do. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's very heartfelt and pretty amazing. Thanks, Bob. Take care. Thanks, Cynthia. You too. Bye-bye.